Take your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Now, if you don't like hearing on tithing, hearing preaching on tithing, uh, and you see the title of giving, you came on a good Sunday, I'm not preaching just about tithing. Might come up a little bit, but that's not exactly what we're, we're working on this morning. This is about giving. We're continuing our, our Sermon on the Mount uh, series. We've moved from chapter 5, now we are in chapter 6. And Jesus is changing, uh, shifting gears just a little bit. And the, the Beatitudes, it was all about the, the, the Christian's character, what you are. What, what you are supposed to be, you know, mourning your sin. It, it's much, much more about the internal of the Christian. Then he moved, uh, beginning in, chapter, in verse uh, 14 of chapter 5, he moved to the external. What does that look like? How, how is that different? In particular, how is that different from the way the Pharisees act? But how are you supposed to be different from the rest of the world? How do those Beatitudes affect your daily walk? Well, now he is shifting gears slightly again, and it, this is still uh, our, uh, what we look like to the world, and it's still in reaction to the Pharisees. But one big difference is the Beatitudes and, and uh, the rest of chapter 5 was act this way, do these things, be different, act different, actually, because people will see what you do and give glory to God. That was Matthew uh, 5, uh, 11, I believe. Uh, give glory to the Father, or rather Matthew 5, 16. Give glory to the Father. But now we want to make sure that when you're doing these things, when you are acting different, what is your motivation for acting different? In particular, is your motivation your relationship with the Father? And that's our, our series title for the next six, seven, eight weeks while we, we, we hang out here in chapter 6. Our relationship with the Father. Because not only do these actions, and Jesus is going to take uh, four, four actions, five actually, let's see, one, two, three, uh, four, yeah, five parts of our life, just representative parts. This is not uh, exhaustive. This is not every area of our life. Five representative parts of our life focus heavily on prayer in the middle and, and examine those and say, okay, now why are you doing them? Because the, the, the why of, of doing them is incredibly important. You do them and it will improve your relationship with the Father. And in a very much circular fashion, your relationship with the Father will improve your ability to do them. And that's what we're going to see as we move through chapter 6 of Matthew. This first passage, though, he, he's talking about giving, and he is not talking about tithing. He, he's not specifically. Uh, he, he's really just talking about giving in general. In particular, he, he talks about giving to the poor. But I want, you to, I want you to think about for a second when we pass the plate on Sunday morning or anytime, if you've ever gone to a, one of those uh, a banquet, a fundraising banquet, and they give you uh, you know, you're supposed to go and you're supposed to give money and, and that kind of thing. And, and you do that. But particularly when that plate passes in the morning, on Sunday morning, I want, what are the things that, that go through a person's mind? 
What are, those, what are the thoughts that pass through as that, that plate comes to you and, and you've got, hopefully, something to, to put in that plate? What runs through your mind? Maybe some people think, oh, but I gave last week. I got to do it again? Oh, man. You know, some people think, ah, oh, a dollar should be enough. Right? Or, you know, you're tipping God. Well, let's do it. Ten, five, five bucks? That's what we... Okay. Maybe you think, uh, I'll give a little more this week so I won't have to give next week. Maybe some people actually think, I, I volunteer my time so I don't have to give, right? I was up there at the church, five, four, five hours, $10 an hour. That's good, right? 40, 50 bucks. Yeah, I don't have to give anything this week. All right. Maybe that's what you think. Uh, maybe you think, maybe some people think, I'm not you, no, nobody here. Uh, maybe some people think my money wouldn't make a difference. As a little aside, I, this, this one, when I was writing them down, I thought, oh, if people just understood. Uh, as a church planter, I would have people say, you know, oh, I can't give much. You know, I, I, I couldn't give more than $25. Now, understand they weren't. But they would say, I, I couldn't give more than $25, $50 a month. And that would be great. I mean, you don't understand how $50 a month for a church planter buys donuts every Sunday, pays for the coffee and probably the cups and the napkins. You, you, you bought a whole month's worth of, of, of reception, of, 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 of fellowship snacks. So don't ever think my money wouldn't make much difference. God can take fish and feed 5,000. So... That one doesn't, but I'm not preaching on these. I'm just, I'm just examples, right? Um, you know, as you give your money, I hope they know what I do for this church, or I hope they know how much I give, or did, did he see how much I put in there? Let me spread it out a little bit more. Uh, maybe uh, some people think, I ran out of room on the screen. Maybe uh, if I hadn't come, I wouldn't have to give. You know, people think that. People, I wasn't here that I give every time I go to church, and I go at least three or four times a year. Uh, some people think, well, what are they going to use this for? Some people think, why are we paying a salary? He only works an hour a week. Um, some people think, I'm giving this to you, God. You better give it back. You give to get. Interest, right? Church is a bank. God's a bank. Uh, some people think I'm, I'm not giving because they might not use it the way I want them to. Or, or you have people, and, and, and this, I know this happens. Uh, there was a video I was going to show. I decided not to, just because we already had one. Uh, the lady, as the plate passes, she's thinking, you know, I don't like the toilet paper they use here. I tell you what I'm going to do. Instead of giving the money, I'm just going to go buy the kind of toilet paper I like and put it in the bathroom. And that's her, that's her offering. People do that, y'all. You, you have no idea. People do that. Uh, some people legitimately think, I just can't afford to give. I can't afford to tithe. I, I can't afford. I, I would counter with, you can't afford not to. But this, that's not the message today, so I've got to stay off that. Uh, ultimately, hopefully, what people think is, God, this is yours for you. And it stops right there. Because that's what you're doing when you give. When you give to anyone, to any Christian organization. Now, you give to some non-Christian, non-profit. I, I'm not telling you that that's giving to God. It's not. But when you give for God's work, you're giving to God. This is yours for you. Matthew 6.1, Jesus covers it. 
He says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of people, to be seen by them. Otherwise, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give to the poor, don't sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be applauded by people. I assure you they've got their reward. But when you give to the poor, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. We're going to see three things, three areas of of giving in this passage. We're going to see the motive of giving. We're going to see the fact of giving. And we're going to see the reward of giving. Jesus covers our motive of giving in verses 1 through 3. Where he says, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of people, to be seen by them. Otherwise, you'll have your reward. Verse 2, whenever you give to the poor, don't sound a trumpet like the hypocrites do to be applauded. They have their reward. When you give to the poor, verse 3, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Our motivation for giving should never be anything other than two sides of the same coin here. Obedience to God and worship of God. Now, some people will say, really, giving is worship? It don't feel like worship. Well, that's a heart problem you've got. But giving is worship. Giving is saying, God, you are greater than me. You deserve this. The reality is we don't deserve anything that we have. None of what we have is ours. It's all a gift from God. So we ought to be saying, as Romans 12:1 tells us, we should be putting everything on the altar, our lives on the altar, and saying it's all yours. But all God says is, I just want 10%, or I just want you to give what I tell you to give. Because... 10%, is, as we've discussed before, is, is very Old Testament and a very great standard to begin with. But the New Testament standard is actually beyond that. It's much more generous. It's much more response to God's leading and goodness in our lives. So I want to be the kind of person that says, God, I will give whatever you tell me to give to whomever you tell me to give it whenever you tell me to give it. Not to be praised, not to be thanked, not for a tax deduction. Let me tell you that when Jesus said these words, a tax deduction was not a part of the plan, not a part of the the current economy. They didn't have tax deductions. They didn't get, you know, a little bit off their taxes because they gave some to a church. That was never their motivation what we have to understand that in any situation, but as Jesus talks about giving here and, and praying later on and fasting later on and even worrying later on, that proper ma- motivation is what makes an act righteous. I don't care what you do. And I don't care how good the act is. If the motivation behind it is sinful, the act is sinful. Period. I, I remember I had this, uh, this conversation with a youth when I was a youth minister years ago. This would have been 99 or so, somewhere around there. I, I mean, just argued me down that, first of all, he felt like that, that you could do something purely out of, out of pure motivation if you weren't a Christian. And we had that discussion, and no, I don't, I don't think you can. 
Uh, but then the whole, but if the act is okay, then the motivation doesn't matter. No, the motivation is what matters. The heart is always what matters. Jesus is all about our actions looking right. I mean, clearly, as we go through this, there are certain things we're supposed to do or not supposed to do. But he is much more interested in the heart behind the actions. That's why he could tell the, uh, the, uh, the disciples that... I know the Pharisees say don't murder, but I'm telling you that the act of not murdering is if in your heart you are willing to murder by your hatred. See, it's the motivation behind the act, not the actual act. So to, to say don't murder, well, big whoop. But what is your heart doing anyway? It's the motivation. It's the internal. So proper motivation is what makes an act righteous. And if we're not careful, we'll read this passage and say, oh, I'm not supposed to let anybody know that I do good things for Jesus. Well, no, that's not exactly what it's saying. Because if we go back to Matthew 5, verse 16, like I mentioned earlier, it says... In the same way, let your light shine before men so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. <clears throat> so Jesus says, do your good works in front of people. And then he turns around and says, don't do your good works in front of people if, if, if we're not careful. Now what he's saying is, do your good works in front of people so that God gets the glory. But if you're doing your good works in front of people so that you get the glory... Your motivation is screwed up, and as we're going to read later on, you've got all the reward you're going to get. If, if you're doing it for people's praise, there you go. You get it. Move along. Matthew 6, 5, 16, motivation is God's glory. Here, motivation is our own glory. And he goes on to say in our motivation that our motivation should be and can be rewards. Isn't that nice to know? I mean, be honest, you, you want God to recognize you. And I don't mean know what you look like. I, oh, oh, Michael, I didn't, you, you grew a beard. I didn't, I didn't, didn't recognize you. No, you want God to, to recognize you. You want the reward. If you don't, if you tell me you don't, you're lying. Because we all like attaboys, right? We all like pats on the back. We all like to get the gold sticker. Now, not participation trophies. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about actual earned reward. Jesus says here that it's okay. You, you should do these things for the reward. The desire for rewards is not sinful. Depending on which rewards you want. Done for earthly applause merits no reward from God. See, if, if your goal is to get a, is, is to get a reward from, from the people around you, the attaboys, the pat on the back, for people to, to know how generous you are, how, how faithful you are, how, how good you are to give. Y'all, I wanted to have a video of this, and I, I decided not to. Do you know that in some churches this morning, and it's a, generally a particular type of church, that across the front, they will have different boxes or offering plates or chests. And each chest will, 
if not actually labeled, everyone will know that this is the $500 chest. And this is the $300 chest. And the $100 chest. And the $50 chest. And the $5 chest. Or something like that. And the offering time, everybody gets up. And everybody comes to the front. And you put your offering in the box that matches the amount you're giving. So if you're giving $75, well, you don't get to put it in the $100 chest because you're not giving $100. You put it in the $50 chest. If you're giving $300, your $350, you don't put it in the $500 box, you put it in the $300 box. So everybody knows what you're giving. Now, I, some days I think, well, that'd be nice. You know, this box isn't full enough. You know, I, that happens too. Look at the plate, pass it again. But I wonder how many $5 bills get put in the $500 box so that everybody out here thinks there's something more there. I mean, it, it, I, I, some days, and I, I don't wish this because I'd probably be dead too, but some days I wish the whole Ananias and Sapphira thing would, would happen again where, you know, the story where they said they sold their land, gave money to the church for it from the, from the sale of the land. Simple question is that, did you give all the money from the land? Yeah. They're dead. God killed them, struck them for lying about what they had given. And, and Paul makes the point, or, or rather Peter makes the point, they didn't have to give the whole thing, but that they represented themselves as giving more than they had. There was a heart issue. There was a motivation issue. So, you know, that would be nice. And, 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 but, but that you get the earthly applause, that's all you're going to get. The, the, the wording here is, is interesting. Uh, there, that last phrase, otherwise you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. That preposition, from... It sounds like that uh, it, you, you don't get, he doesn't give you anything. He doesn't give you a reward. But the, the better translation is, is almost, uh, it's not a, a, a giving, it's a, it's a recognition. It is, it's a, a, a he, he, there's no merit to what you do. It's not that he doesn't give you anything, it's that, you don't even register on his radar is almost, if I could put it in modern day language, that's what happens. You, if, if, you're a, if your desire is for everybody else to see you, if your motivation is not to glorify God, if it's for something else, then, then God is, it, it's, it's like he doesn't, eh, doesn't see you. It just didn't happen as far as he's concerned. That's the force, and, and for an omniscient God, a, a God who sees everything, that's pretty, pretty strong language to say, God doesn't even see you give it. What's your motivation? And then he, he uses, uh, Jesus uses this, this future language, otherwise you will have no reward. Verse 3, but when you give to the poor, don't let you know uh, 
down at verse 4, he's, uh, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. We have this idea, y'all. I give so I can get. If I give $100 to the church, that means God's going to give me $100 back next week. He's going he's he's to fix it. We're, we're, we're going to be square, right? We're even. He's, he's going to let me have that back. So, uh, you know, it's okay. I, it doesn't matter what I give. He's going to give it all back to me. Probably then some. What? Pressed down, shaken, not stirred. Wait, that's something else. Pressed down, running over. Uh, you know, God's going to really, really bless me because I give... Well, sh- yeah, rewards, sure, blessing, absolutely. Future, as a matter of fact, the, the tone of his, these future verbs imply, and even more than imply, everybody kind of understood, when you're dead. You don't get money back when you give. You get rewards when you die. Our whole theme, our relationship with the Father, if, if my right motivation encourages my relationship with God, I have my reward. I have the only reward I need, a closer relationship with God. Will he never give me the money back? Will he not take care of me financially, etc., etc.? I have no idea. I know a lot of broke people that stay broke that give faithfully, faithfully to the church. God has not just bled. They didn't win the lottery just because they tied their whole life. I don't know anybody that tried that and hoped that would be the case. Not in here. But if it's done for anything but God it's done for the wrong reason there will be Christian are you listening there will be a future judgment on your righteousness I as a Christian will someday have to answer for every time I gave for the wrong with the wrong motivation And I will be rewarded someday for every time I gave with the proper motivation. It's coming. It will happen. Have no doubt. So that's the motivation of giving. What about the fact of giving? Verse 2, Jesus here assumes we will be giving. Verse 2, so whenever you give to the poor, not if you give, Not on the off chance that you decide to give. Not if you feel right about it and think, well, the plate's being passed. I got a five. I'll give. Or the plate's being passed. I only have a hundred. I ain't giving. Not when the opportunity arises. Not if those organizations do everything the way you think they should. Not if that person absolutely, without a doubt, certainly deserves the help. Not if you give, but when. When you give. The fact of giving is assumed. Throughout the New Testament, giving is assumed. Jesus, when he's talking to the Pharisees, says... Y'all, you, you focus so much on the minor things that you're even worried about if you're t- 
tithing a tenth of your, your spices, the, the, the spices you don't even use very often. You just get the little jar of it, and you buy that jar once every couple of years. Y'all all have those spices in your cabinets. You, you made one thing one time, took a half a teaspoon of the spice. You haven't used it in 20 years since then. But you still got it in there. The Pharisees would have been very careful if they got 10 ounces of that spice or, or one ounce of that spice to tithe a tenth of an ounce because they're supposed to. And Jesus says, you know what? You should do that. You should, you should give like that. But don't miss the motivation. Don't miss the weightier things. New Testament on, Paul talks about our generosity in giving, our joy in giving. All through the New Testament, giving is talked about. And, but every time, it's revolving around how. Joyfully, generously, Ananias and Sapphira, honestly. It's never, a talk, never talking about if we give. So our motivation to give is, is, is really, uh, it's not even obedience. Do you understand that? Th th there's, no, there's no direct command that I can think of. I mean, even when you go back to uh, Malachi, when he says, I mean, Old Testament, there were commands to give, commands to tithe. Uh, but even in Malachi, when he says, test me on this, bring it into the storehouse, see if I don't take care of you, see if I don't bless you. Even that doesn't even come, really come across as a, as a command, as it does more of a challenge. The, the New Testament invites us to give. Y'all, give to what God is doing and see what he's going to do, not just with the money that you give, not just how he's going to multiply it and, and use it for great things. That's why a small church giving $1,000 to Lottie Moon is such a big deal because God takes that $1,000 and multiplies it and spreads the gospel across the world because we were faithful. But not just that, what God is going to do in your life because you are faithful to give. Our, our wallet, Jamie has a, has a wallet now that has one of those chains that hooks to the belt loop. I never did that. Uh, he likes it. That's great. No, I'm not, it's not my point. Most of us, m most of us, shh, most of us have, uh, didn't need an explanation. Uh, most of us have a wallet with a chain, but we connect that to our heart. And it's a short dadgum chain. So if we have to pull that wallet out and it just, oh, just, oh gosh, it hurts so bad. That, yeah. and, and, and we, we hook all our money to it. And we just cannot give that stuff away. Because giving is a heart matter. Tithing to the church is a heart matter. Giving to the homeless guy on the side of the road is a heart matter. And y'all, I understand. I had a guy turn me down a few weeks ago. It's been a couple of months ago. We, we had just bought lunch at McDonald's. We, had, we bought too many French fries. Had a big old thing of large French fries. Here's the guy standing at the, uh, the corner. I'm like, I, I'm not going to give him money. I just I don't feel right about that. But I've got food right here that we are literally going to throw away if we don't. So I, I, as we go by, I stick it out the window. He reaches out his hand to take it. And then he says, oh, no, I got a dip. <laughs> he had a dip. So he couldn't, take, he couldn't chew the food. So he refused it. Do what? 
Oh, he had absolutely taken my money because he had plenty of room in the pocket. He could have moved that dip can to the side and put the money in there. You're exactly right. So I understand the, the, I understand the tug on that heart when we try to take that wallet out and give stuff away, but that does not change the responsibility of us giving. That does not change the fact that we are to give. And lastly, we see the reward of giving in verse 4. He says, so that your giving may be in secret. He said, your, your left hand, your right hand. He doesn't, he, doesn't not just, he doesn't just want the people around you to not know what you're doing. He doesn't want you to know what you're doing. Yes, that's impossible. I know. But what he's saying is, it should be so... You shouldn't even pat yourself on the back is what he's saying. Because even, even if other people don't know... And, and, and usually, I'm personally, I'm fine with people not knowing what I've done for them, you know, if, if we've helped somebody. But I sure do feel good on the inside. And I stick just out a little bit further, you know, and I'm, yeah, I know you don't know, but I know. Just as bad, y'all. I have broken my arm numerous times trying to pat myself on the back because I just like one place that's best and it's way back there and I just cannot reach it. And I will wrench myself crazy, my shoulder out of socket, trying to pat myself on the back. And that's what God's saying, Jesus is saying here, don't do. The reward is pleasing the Father. That's, that's the reward. I mean, ask any kid, especially young ones. I mean, Jason and Janie Marie are annoying, as annoying as all get out. Because they want to help. They're two. They can't help with anything. But yet, when you're taking the basket of clothes down the hall, you've got to hold it low enough that they can put their hands on it. You're carrying full weight. But we don't fit through the hall. So you're, you're doing this. And we have gates, you know, to keep them out of places. So now we're trying to get through the gate, and, and they don't recognize the gate as a barrier. They're just like, I've got plenty of room. What's your problem? They don't help, but yet they, they love to please the parents. Any child seeks that. That is a reward to be able to please God and say, this is yours. And nobody knows about it. And you know what? I'm... I, it hurts, and yet I feel good. But God, this, it's yours. It's about you. The, the reward is, is from the Father. The best praise you can get. I mean, how many, how many people do we know of that have, have gone or heard of that have gone to prison? And we, we, we joke. It's not a joke. It's not funny. But, but we understand personal responsibility, right? I, I don't care what your childhood was like. You made a choice. But... Nevertheless, we also understand that, that parents form uh, their, their, their children from a young age. Y'all, this is why uh, y'all may not know, some of you don't know, some of you do, we were supposed to get another baby this week. Uh, uh, Janie Marie's uh, half-brother was supposed to come, and, and they're, they're, they're doing some tests now. Some family members have come forward, and they, they're, they're, now it's just the, it's the, roller, the emotional roller coaster again of, of will we or won't we. But y'all, we, we know where these kids come from, and we want to see them raised well. We want to see them uh, uh, raised, in our view, correctly. 
We, we want to see them grow up getting praise from, from their parents. We, we want them to understand what a reward. I, I really did have a point with that, and I completely lost it. So uh, I don't know where that went. But we have this idea that, you know, I know where I was going. The greatest reward we can get, oh, oh the prison thing, that's right. I was completely, just, I mean, brain, yeah. Uh, people in prison say, if only my dad had been there. If only my, my parents had been there. If they only they had raised me right. And, and we understand that because we, we see it in, in these children that we've taken in, and now this one we may not get to, and we, we wonder we wonder what's going to happen with him. And we, we can't make our children, any of the four, choose what we would want for them, but we know we've given them a better start than what this now one is going to have. Maybe. And, and, and so, so we, we see on, in prison, if, if they want that reward from the parent, is that, that, that well done, good and faithful, uh, they just wanted to hear, at a boy. Y'all, we get that reward because we are faithful of well done, good and faithful servant. Enter my child into the rest that was prepared for you. We get all of that because we get the reward from our father. And, and, and th the third reward we get is this relationship uh, with the Father. Uh, obedience uh, and proper motivation on earth cultivate our relationship with God. Right? It, when we are obedient, when our, when our heart is right, that builds our relationship with God. Sin, sin tears that down. So an improper motivation, disobedience messes up our relationship. Whatever the heavenly reward may be, y'all, the ultimate reward is eternity with the Father. That's the thing we have to count on. That is the greatest joy that we have. If I never get a dime back that I've given to God, He's given me everything that I need, everything that I could ever want and desire by spending an eternity with Him, by letting me hear, well done, good and faithful servant, a boy, that's my kid. Then just so, you just so you don't misunderstand, we cannot give our way to heaven. We cannot earn our way to heaven at all. We, we can't do enough to make it there. The reward for giving is not salvation. We improve our relationship with God, sure, but we don't earn our relationship with God through our giving. The, the way to look at this is giving is a response to our salvation. We give because we're saved. Uh, our giving reflects our motivation, which reflects our heart. I want to give because God gave. I want to give because Jesus saved. I want to give because He has given so much to me. But the reality is that proper motivation can only begin with a relationship with Jesus. 
There is no righteousness in your giving without a relationship with Jesus. There is no righteousness in your actions at all without a relationship with Jesus. You can be a good person. You can do good things, but there is no righteousness. It earns you nothing, no rewards from heaven. God, as we saw earlier, doesn't even recognize that it happened. Really, it's, it just it didn't even notice. It, they gave. I didn't, I didn't hear that. They, they did a good thing. I, I didn't know anything about that because they didn't do it through him, through his son, with the motivation of salvation. So this morning, pro, your, your, your proper motivation for any act begins with your salvation. Have you asked Jesus into your heart? Have you trusted him for your salvation today? See, the Father gave the Son so that you can have salvation. Salvation not from poverty. Salvation not from bad situations, but salvation from your sin. The wages of sin is death. You earn death by your actions every day. And you will get that payment someday. But God gives a gift of eternal life straight from Him undeserved, unmerited, unearned. But we only get that gift through a relationship, through a faith-based trust in Jesus Christ. It is that simple. You, you don't give your way to heaven. You don't earn your spot in heaven. You trust, you faith your way to heaven. How, am I, how, how are you going to get to heaven? I'm good enough. Nope. H how are you going to get to heaven? I have placed my trust in Jesus. What does that mean, placed my trust in Jesus? Well, it just means that I can't get there. I in no way deserve it. But I have trust that Jesus is going to take me there because of who he is, because of what he did for me on the cross, because he forgave me of my sins, because he took my sins. I get to go. It, it, is, it is that simple, y'all. Salvation is that simple. The Father gave His Son, and the Son gave everything. The Son gave His life. How will you respond this morning? Let's pray. Father, I ask that you would work in lives this morning. Lord, that we would see that no amount of giving, no amount of, of effort, no amount of work will ever earnest salvation, but Lord, our salvation will result in our effort, in our work, in our doing. God, I pray that even as Christians, that we will see that our motivation is what matters, that, that we do so many things for you that we say are for you, when really they're, they're, it's just for me. God, I don't want to be that way. I don't, I don't want my, my motivation to be about me and the pat on my back, whether it's my hand or somebody else's. Lord, may my motivation be about you. And if there's somebody here that, that doesn't understand that motivation, that, wh whose motivation begins somewhere else, I pray that you would squeeze their hearts not let them leave this place without responding to you in faith. No longer a faith in their works to earn them a spot in heaven, but a, f a faith in Jesus that their spot in heaven is bought and paid for by his blood. And it is a gift they only need to receive and trust in.
God do a work this morning. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. So, what's your response today? What do you need to do? Is, is your motivation wrong? Maybe it's motivation about giving today that you need to pray about. Maybe it's, it's amounts. Maybe it's frequency. Maybe, maybe it's just your heart. You give plenty and you give often. But you sure do get ticked off when you have to. Maybe it's just that. Now's your time for response. The altar is open for you to pray. Maybe you need to trust Christ as your Savior this morning. I'll be here to pray with you if you'd like. You'd stand. Let's sing and do business with God this morning.